Welcome into State Your Line, a podcast for Kansas City and by Kansas City. We are the Ritz Brothers. Today is May 11th. We're not talking about the first place Royals. Things changed a lot in a week. We're talking about the team with the 20th best record in baseball. My oh my, how much things can change in one week. And if I'm being honest, I'm kind of want to be like Denny Green and say they are who we thought they were. Yes, that's true. That's true. We're not this bad. Okay. But we're not, yeah. We're not losing eight we're, straight mm-hmm. by a total of like 95 to 21 or whatever the run yeah, differential has been. But we're probably a 16 and 17 team. Yeah. Um, we might be the 20th best team in Major League Baseball, which is currently what our record is. Like we were in, we were first in all of Major League that was Baseball. So sweet. For a couple of weeks. That so. was fun. I talked a lot of shit to people, too. Good. Just like humble brags whenever I could. Get it out there. Whenever I could, I'd be like, oh, you mean the first place Royals? To, mm. to anybody. Get it out there. I yeah. I would say it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we're probably a 16 and 17 team. That's probably what we are. Yeah. Um, the uh, baseball seasons are long, so here first let's spin it. <laughs> yeah, spin it in okay. the positive. All right. Um, baseball seasons are long. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be ups and downs. There's gonna now hopefully there's not another eight game losing streak, but there's there gonna be. be ups and downs. There's gonna be bad weeks. There's gonna be good weeks. Um, so plus plus plus. Um, our best players still aren't playing great. Like Solaire still kind of one stinks. hasn't even played yet. Mondesi hasn't even played yet. Um, Dozier's unlucky. He's Dozier's not bad. unlucky. He's unlucky. He's got five dongs. He's not bad. He's unlucky. He hits the ball really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were, I mean, we were basically being carried by Nicky Lopez, Michael A. Taylor, and Salvador Perez for the first like three weeks. Sounds so, like, like a recipe that could carry us 162, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, that's not how this baseball season was meant to go. We weren't supposed to start out 16 and 10. We also weren't supposed to lose eight straight. So, like, li- listen, this is when we say things like, um, or when people say things like, you know, our run differential is in the negative, even though we're 16 and 10. Um, we have, we're undefeated in one loss games. We haven't lost, um, or we're 15 and one after leading, um, when leading after seven innings. When people say stuff like those stats are due for regression. This week is what they mean. <laughs> like the negative run differential has come to bite us in the ass. Mm-hmm. And obviously the, the, the bullpen giving up leads in the seventh inning and later, that is when we say regression, when we say coming back to the mean, how about doing that four times in a row or whatever it was yep. up to the Indians. Um, so, and then the one run uh, game stat being six and oh, seven and oh, and that, and those games, that's not sustainable. You're going to regress back to the mean. Mm-hmm. So that's what we did. And so hopefully this was just like, boom, one week, we got all the regression out of the way. One week, we came back to the mean and we can just, I don't want to be, you know, 16 and 17 over the next 33 games again. I would like to be 18 and 15 That'd or be nice. 17 and 16. I want to win more than I lose, but I think we're going to hover around this 500. Um, and I, I'm okay with that. That's what we said at the beginning of the season. Along for the ride. We're we, here. This is this is part of the ride. This is a yeah. This is the roller coaster of it. We know this is part of the mm-hmm. ride. We're used to this ride. Oh, we've been on this classic ride. bad May baseball. Yeah, that's in our blood. Yeah. as Royals, we've been on this ride many times before. So so when I said that. 
well, just along for the ride. This is what it means. So strap in. We got a lot of baseball left. There's going to be ups and downs. It's fine. Get out of town and get that. I mean, that that's what sucked the most. Mm-hmm. Eight games at home and you lose to them the all. division. Or seven games at home, you lose them all to the division. And like tickets are expensive. Are they still? Well, like the just the cheap ones sell out so fast that mm, then okay. um, you know by Friday at noon it's seventy five bucks to get into the game, mm. which is a real bummer. Mm. So that also sucked. Yeah, uh, about trying to get out to the game because I still freaking haven't gone out to a game, but I'm not going to pay seventy five dollars uh, for a game. Mm, just, no, nope, probably not. Not going to do that. Um, so, but get out of town. We're sixteen and seventeen team. I think that's. Like, again, if you just said at the beginning of the year, would you take 16 and 17? Mm-hmm. I'd probably say, yes, mm-hmm. I will. Yeah. Like, that's we, avoiding the disaster start. We need to get Angel Hernandez out of our minds. Yeah. He was he was there. The whole freaking road, All week. The whole homestand. All week. Yeah. He was there. He's gone. He can't hurt us anymore. Angel Hernandez, the ghost of Angel Hernandez doesn't he's exist. He, he's gone. He cannot hurt us anymore. Let's ignore it. That was definitely in guys' heads. Like O'Hearn staring yeah. him down. Like they, that's probably he was he was living as the kids say, living rent free mm-hmm. in in the Royals' heads for a week, and now that's gone. It's gone. gone. Move, move gone, on. Gone. Gone. All right. Uh, let's uh, move into a little. Let's talk openings. Um, got a couple new. Uh, oh, let's start with barbecue. Okay. And seafood. That's what it's supposed to be. What? Yeah, so um, it's in Olathe, Okay, so you might have to drive, yeah. but uh, there's a food truck out there called Jonathan's Gourmet Barbecue and Seafood. Uh, it is run by a guy named Jonathan and his son, John. Wow. John and John. Uh, I don't know if, it hasn't been confirmed whether or not John's a junior or not. Uh, it looks like he's Jonathan, J-O-N, and then John? his son, John, J-O-H-N, so mm. I doubt there's a junior involved. Okay. But that's... Because usually guys who are named Jonathan, when they go by John, they're just J-O-N. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So weird, m- weird move. Yeah. To not just go full junior. Junior. Mm-hmm. Maybe he didn't want a junior. Maybe. Maybe the second, like Pat Mahomes. Maybe. So you calling Pat Mahomes weird? Which, by the way, have we gotten to the bottom of that? Why he's the second and not a junior? Uh, I think the middle name is different. See, why, why, would, why would you not do that? And so that's why he's not a junior. Hmm. That's why he's the second. Okay, um, I think, I think. Okay, I I wonder why the why the Chiefs why he doesn't have Mahomes at second because he did as a rookie. Oh, he did. He didn't play. Oh, I didn't know that. I think. Um, so, anyways, Jonathan's Gourmet Barbecue and Seafood uh, was a food truck. Then they got a small space to do food out in the Olaf. Um, and now they're getting a bigger space. So they bought their little small space. Um, some. Uh, Space opened up next to it. A tenant left. So they're moving into the bigger space. Um, Going to seat 170 people now out of Jonathan's Gourmet Barbecue. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're going to have a stage for like local music acts, some stand-up, some karaoke. Okay. Which I'm into that. I, I don't know. I've never seen like, well, I guess I have, but like public karaoke we're on stage. Oh, that's that could be that. interesting. Yeah. I've only seen that at like a work conference, you know, yeah. when they like force people to go up there to do it. I think there could be a junior situation here. <laughs> then they're pictured and they're both spelled J O H N, John Dawkins and his son, John Dawkins. Okay. All right. 
So Jonathan's Gourmet Barbecue and Seafood in Olathe serving beer, wine, and margaritas. Let's go. I like that. Okay. I'm pumped. Don't uh, ask me for the intersection or the streets or anything. Okay. Probably on like Black Bob or something. <laughs> or what are some other streets? Renner. Renner. Uh, old Highway 56 is out there. Um, Santa Fe. Santa Fe. That's a good one. It's a big one. K10. That's what I got. Um, also opening, we've got uh, the Daily Kitchen. Where uh, and that's uh, and Joko as well, right? New. This oh. is in the River Market. Okay. So this well, is okay. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is opening uh, in the old beignet spot in the River Market. So oh. it's going to be like a uh, a um, made from scratch kitchen deli type of thing where you can kind of like grab and go sandwiches and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Grab and go some food, but also order like deli sandwiches and whatnot uh, fresh. So. Uh, Hope Dylan is who's opening this. It's called Daily Kitchen, and uh, she used to own a catering business, and now she's doing this. So, opening in the River Market, okay. pretty soon. Um, exciting. All right, closing this week. Have you ever been here before? No, I saw you posted Italian Delight and Mission. What is closing. it? Closing. Oh man, dude, it's great pizza. First off, like New York style, really good pizza. And then they also have this like kind of like a buffet. I oh, by say. the driver's license station. Yeah, um, a buffet that I would call it that you can go through that um, you can get like lasagna, pasta, all sorts of stuff. It's been around for 30 years. What? And it's closing um, due to, um, I think COVID got another one of the restaurants. So um, they tried. They did a lot of takeout. A lot of pizza is, it looks like it would be perfect for takeout. Yeah, they did a lot of it during the pandemic, but uh, they had not had um, like people dining in since last March. And so they tried to make it all work, um, but just um, couldn't do it. The owners decided to shut the doors and, and take a break from the restaurant industry. So after 30 years, damn it. Italian delight. Oh, man. It was really, really good. Pizza. I never tried it, but very, it looks good. good I just have bad associations. With that parking lot, just yeah, with the DMV. the DMV, yeah. yeah. So like the and so they needed a facelift. This this little shopping oh, strip, yeah. mm-hmm. it, it like definitely needs a facelift. It does, it does. But that that spot was was fire. It was very good. Damn it, I yeah. Know. It probably didn't help that they shared a parking lot with the DMV. Like people probably hated being there. Bad associations. Well, but good food, but good food. I wonder if. Um, what would that? That'd be a power move if you just went over and got like a a box of lasagna and then Came took on. it into the DMV and waited, uh huh, yeah. or then just did your driver's test while just scarfing down a, a nice uh, square I, of lasagna. I think people should practice driving and eating. At I the think same so time. too. Yeah, should, should be should a required evaluated on it. Um, all right, let's move into a little. Would we try this week? Um, I'll let you go since I had the closing. With what? What did we try this week? Oh, yeah. A little spa on pin. Spa on pin, folks. Um, Get your spa day on. Treat yourself. I huh? treated myself, yeah. Um, got a massage um, last Friday uh, at Spa on Pin. This is like right next to Savah in Westport. Okay. Like across the street, like across the street from. Um, there's a Thai place and a Thai place right there. Oh, Sweet Siam? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's kind of hidden, but it's a little gym. And when you go in, like the the front of the business, it kind of looks like nothing, but like you go in and then it feels like a spa and you're like in this cool little spa area. The last time I got a massage, 
It was like a, a deep tissue massage or whatever. I did not enjoy it, right? Like I hate massages. I think it, it, it like it hurt too much. I was afraid to tell them to like lighten up because I was like, oh no, the pain is good. Like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um but I didn't enjoy it because I was in a good amount of pain. It was a deep yeah. and um so I didn't I was I was kind of nervous, but that was five years ago, right? Like I can I, I can speak up for myself now and I tried something different. The last time I went, I went to Massage Envy, which nothing against Massage Envy, but that was the only massage experience I had had. So I went to like a local place and and it was great. Um I freaking loved it. I finished I complete I the massage <laughs> ended and I felt fantastic. Good. It was Good a um I had had a lot of built up like neck pain and it got worse that week. I felt like it was kind of like, um, you know, like the closer you get to a toilet, like if you have to pee really bad oh, yeah. and like you're driving and you're on the road, mm-hmm. the closer you get, like every Your single body step, Your every body step knows. you take closer towards the toilet, the worse you have to pee. And, and so, poop. It yeah. goes number one and number two, probably so worse I, for number by two. By the way, I got some comments at a party this weekend about um, how often you talk about poop on this podcast. Ooh, yeah. like Keep it up or like, dude, <laughs> like, what's with your brother's obsession about poop? Yeah, it's mostly that. Oh, man. So think about that. Okay. Uh, well, no, but don't I, I, had a great, I had a great poop story, but I'm not going to tell it. Yeah. So you're welcome. Don't change who you are. The, um, so where was I? Oh, yeah. So, so talking about pee. I was talking yeah. about peeing. So mm-hmm. you're so mature. Time, you're talking about like, pee. Like literally talk about every poop. step you take closer to the toilet, you have to pee worse. So I think because I knew I was getting a massage on Friday like literally my back and shoulder and neck pain got worse every single day. And and I knew relief was coming. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it got worse. The relief came. It was incredible. Um, couldn't recommend it enough. I had a man. Mm-hmm. Wasn't, wasn't weird. Yeah. It was, it was perfectly fine. Go Didn't ahead. bother me. Didn't have to wear a mask when laying face down. Um, so that was, relaxing. that was good. Very relaxing. And um, yeah, it was a joy. I, I prepped for this one more than the last one. So I like drank a ton of water oh, beforehand okay. um, and drank a lot of water afterwards. So mm-hmm. I didn't feel like uh, dehydrated or anything. Just, just great experience. Good spot Loved on it. pin. Um, all right. This week I tried uh, the West Bottoms and I'm just talking about the neighborhood, not talking about bottoms or poop here. Okay. The West Bottoms, the neighborhood, uh, first Friday, first weekend down there. So a lot more like antique shops are open. They got the food trucks going. Um, and they even have bars, like outdoor bars. You can just, the streets are all blocked off, so you can just walk around with a cocktail yeah. or a beverage, which is great. Um, so while down in the West Bottoms, did some antique shopping, tried Chef J Barbecue finally. Okay. Yes. I had the MVP 15 sandwich. It's got pulled pork on it, brisket, and smoked jalapeno sausage. Love it. Phenomenal. You got three different types of barbecue smoked sauce. Smoked jalapeno sausage. Yeah, it, was, it was that good. I need it. Three different types of barbecue sauces you can try. He's got his like sweet and spicy Kansas City one, his um, more vinegar-based sauce that he makes, and then like a Carolina mustard-based barbecue okay. sauce. Okay. All three very good. Uh, he cuts, Chef Jay cuts the meat right in front of you. So like you're looking at that brisket and he's he's chopping right okay. off of so it. Okay. So exactly like Good Sense. Yeah, yeah. I told him that. I was like, this this restaurant reminds me of Good Sense. <laughs> this is just like good. This is how this is how Good Sense does yeah, it. Is that where that. you got yeah, it from? Yeah, he loved that. Yeah, he loved that. So uh, you're making a sandwich just like Good Sense. Yeah, but so they cut the meat right in front of you, which was awesome to see, um, <laughs> and just I mean delicious uh, the meals. You got to get there early though. Like 
uh, cause everything he, he's just open till he sells out. Mm-hmm. So like, I didn't get to try the, the pork belly burn ins or the oh. other burn ins cause they were already sold out Damn. and the mac and cheese side was sold out Damn too, it. but you can add pulled pork and burn ins to the mac and cheese if okay. you want, if you're feeling frisky. Okay. So get there early if you can for an early lunch. So you make sure you're, you got access to the full menu though. Beautiful. But delicious. Then I even just. Went to our guys at the West Bottoms Whiskey Company. Yep. We interviewed them in 2019. I think they just finally opened like <laughs> this year or I think literally like this year, maybe last yeah, fall. Yeah, this year it was. Um, but it was good to see them. They had a pretty full um, house with people in there drinking whiskey. Uh, the best old fashioned in Kansas City. Wow. Made right there. Saying it. Made right there. Wow. Um, and then hopped on over to All Else the Sea. Oh, nice. At the ship. Cocktail bar. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, and then even made it up to the campground. Sheesh. All over the place. So You should have saved some of these when you have weeks where you didn't try something. I know, but I was like, I'll just talk about the West Bottoms, everything yeah, I perfect. did. Perfect. So be a tourist in your own city. Get down there. Even if it's not the first weekend, oh, most stuff- we should make a t-shirt. Yeah. Most stuff is open every single weekend down there. They just make a little bit of a bigger deal the first weekend, but- if you can go first weekend, great. If you can't and you just want to do another weekend, spend a Saturday down in the West Bottoms. Mm. It's awesome. Mm. Very walkable, very fun. Oh, yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I, I like antique shopping, too. I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, and just like, and you can carry around a beer while you do it down there. So, um, all right. Uh, this week, let's see. We've got uh, Mitch Benjamin. You might know him as Meet Mitch, oh, meet uh, the Mitch. barbecue all-star pit master. He's got a new book out, so we talked to him about that. Talked to him about barbecue, char bar. He's yeah, got he a new runs, restaurant he runs coming. Char bar. Um, what else? We talked. Uh, we we uh, poop poo to his uh, his sweet baby Ray's sauce that he uses yeah, on his wings. We sure did, but. He just said he's got to come up with a wing sauce now. Mm-hmm. So we inspired him to make his own wing sauce. Well, what, what, we're getting a cut of that, right? We, pro- we, we should. We probably will. Yeah. Um, all right. So here is Meet Mitch. All right. Today we are joined by Mitch Benjamin. You might know him as Meet Mitch. Uh, he's got a new book out, Barbecue Revolution, uh, Innovative Barbecue Recipes from an All-Star Pit Master. Did you come up with that title? That's... I mean, you, you're that's, you're really hyping yourself up there. Well, I figured it was a safe play uh-huh. because of the story that we were just talking off air about actually doing um, the All Star Game for three oh, days. Oh, okay. So you know, it's my first foray into being an author and writing a book, and and the publishing company actually shoots a bunch of things like world champion and all this stuff, and I was like. Like you were saying, alluding mm-hmm. to, it's kind of loose. I don't know about that. I'll go with All Star since that ties into the the forward by George Brett and the stories about baseball and All Star games and stuff. Yeah. Like that. Um, so, is it a book? Like, are you are you giving out some barbecue secrets? Is it mostly recipes? What can we kind um, of expect from the book? It's it's almost like three books in one. So, I've been involved in competition barbecue since the year 2000. So I'm 21 years in. So there's a few chapters about techniques, everything that we do in a barbecue competition, kind of what a day in the life looks like in a barbecue competition, because generally there are two, three days, um, um, with lots of stuff to do that you wouldn't think about. So it takes you through that, takes you through the processes. Um, then there's also, uh, char bar, which is a local restaurant that I'm uh, a partner in. Um, a complete section on several of the favorite recipes that you've probably had there. And then the third would be kind of a, a whole section on 
really what to do with your cue. You know, like a lot of times if you have a 16 pound brisket that you've cooked for a day and you eat your plate and you put it in the fridge and your wife or significant other says, what in the hell are we going to do with 10 pounds <laughs> of meat in there? You know, you can't just go plate by plate. So there's mm-hmm. tons of recipes and unique little cool things to do without respect with the leftover stuff. Yeah. I'm just now starting to get into smoking. I smoked, I've smoked two things in my entire life. So basically a professional, um, meat being either one of them or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did a pork the butt. Mizzou days again. Yeah, How exactly. much are we going to incriminate ourselves on this? <laughs> We've done enough. Um, but we, I did a pork butt and then I did some ribs. Okay. And they didn't turn out. I couldn't cut through them because the meat just like slid off. Right. And I felt like Maybe I cooked them too long because it felt like I burnt off the meat. Like there was just no more meat on there. Is that what happened? That is you walk exactly me through my happened. mistakes? Yeah, yeah. So what happened? Did I get it too hot? Did I keep it on too long? Because what I think happened, it was a timing thing because we were, I cooked them for a Chiefs game and then I got there too late for everyone to eat them before the Chiefs game. Right. So I kept them wrapped until halftime. So you didn't wrap them. Sure. So yeah. So, so was that my mistake? Well, that's the, the, the trick is with ribs – you don't want fall off the bone ribs. I mean, you go to the backyard party, my wife, kids, their favorite, all the neighbors, man, they were the best. They fell off oh, the bone. Yeah. Well, that's major That's how you spot mistake. a rookie. Yeah, yeah that means I can you cook over- those in a crock pot. Right. That means you overcooked them. So in a competition, you want to be able to take a bite of the meat mm-hmm. and see the formation of your bite mark and mm-hmm. it not falling off. So you, in essence, for me, after about three hours, that's about enough time to for the smoke to permeate the meat. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we're looking for the tenderness and we'll wrap it, like you said. We'll use foil or or some type of a peach paper, which yeah. act, serves as what they call a Texas crutch, which essentially starts to steam the meat. Mm. So you just oversteamed them over-steamed and they'll just it. fall over. Yeah, our, um, I feel like it be, you being a barbecue guy, a barbecue expert, um, you've got you probably just annoy your kids with the same like dad stuff that <laughs> my dad annoys us with. So like anytime my dad's cooked ribs for our entire family a hundred times. Right. Every time he acts like we don't know about the fall off the bone thing. Because right. he'll every single time he's like, you know, you don't want them to fall <laughs> off the bone, actually. A competition rib. We're like, Dad, we know. You have told us this every single time. So I assume you uh you do the same thing to, to your kids and people you cook for? Yeah, I try to educate them a little Give bit. Give them a little like, well, actually. I'll also go a little longer on the you know stuff for the family and friends. Oh, okay. For sure. To yeah. appease the, the we masses. Call it, we call it G-pop. We're cooking G-pop, general pop, population ah. shit today. So you can go long. You don't have to be as buttoned up. Okay. So if it's a G-pop weekend, you just let her roll. Yeah, I feel like our dad <laughs> also has like uh, 20 top five uh, best ribs that he's made. Well, that's like good. Every, every time. Yeah. Well, this, I think, is going in the top five. It's like, Dad, you've got 20, 20, 20 times you, you've, you've inserted new things into that top five. Uh, your book, you said uh, George Brett wrote the foreword mm-hmm. for it. How little does he know about barbecue? Does he knows he, a lot now. Does he? I mean, yeah. Have he, you mentored him? In, uh, I have. Okay. And, and we've actually traveled across the country. He's actually was out in uh, Traeger right before the uh, um, pandemic hit. Um, I've had him buy several smokers that are all now in my backyard for somehow they just mysteriously <laughs> keep ending yeah. up there. Um, but no, he's, he's really into it. Um, probably 15 years in a row, we had a burger competition in his backyard where he had all his grills and buddies and we'd come and had judges and do the whole nine yards. He, he loves it. 
Yeah, he that, loves a lot. Um, because I, I I've seen him like promote uh you or work with you to promote mm-hmm. Meet Mitch uh at the Barstool office. We were big we did, fans yeah. of part of my take. Actually, I saw Big Cat and PFT. They like posted that they were at Char Bar. They were. When you hosted them there. They were. And I'm such a a fanboy that I uh, saw the tweet. I was like, that looks like Char Bar. I bet he's with George and Mitch. Yeah. So I ran down there. And it was actually the first day, our very first episode of oh, our okay. podcast came oh, out. Our okay. podcast. Our podcast came out. So I went down there like and the I was first like, I'm going to go. May. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to go talk to Big Cat and PFT yeah. and, and see what's up. And they were so nice. And I got to just hang out and talk with them yep. uh, for a while. Uh, how was that experience having them in town? And did you oh, think was, about hopping on the, the, the podcast at all? It was cool. <laughs> so that I had actually, what, in 2016 or 17, flown with George to New York City yeah. to their offices. I had cooked a, just a ton of food, burn ends, ribs, brisket, everything, fed about 75 of them. And we had fun. If you've gone on the, to the video YouTube you and holy made. cow I mean there's some funny crap <laughs> the on pine there. tar the pine video. tar deal yeah yeah it's good and uh, we went and did a one bite uh challenge with mm-hmm. Portnoy oh, and wow. all that kind of stuff um for the most part it was all featured with George but they did a great job of featuring my barbecue and all that kind of stuff so they had reached out to me um uh, what was it in 2019 in yeah. May saying mm-hmm. they were coming back in town I can't remember for what the just Mahomes they're in Mahomes. Mahomes that's what yeah. it was yeah mm-hmm. and they asked if we could get together at Char Bar and whatnot and it just worked out for George to be there and everything and he always he's great about it he'll say four times during the interview well Mitchie boy's over there Mitchie boy why don't you <laughs> yeah. come sit down and they yeah. don't want anything to do with Mitchie boy you know <laughs> they're like yeah. if he wants to feed his crate otherwise get out of here yeah you're yeah. <laughs> just the man behind the meat exactly meet Mitch yeah. just put Put what you do in your name title, and then, right. and then people can't mistake you for anyone. That's right. Okay, so I want to dive into a few controversial things Uh-oh. In, within barbecue. The Traeger. Right. It's, it's a hot, it's, it brings up hot debates. Sure. Like, is, it, is it really smoking if you just get to control it from your, from your phone? Or right. is it really barbecue if it's just like wood pellets going into a machine and like I have a buddy who has a Traeger. That's the sure. greatest thing ever, a buddy with a Traeger, because right. he can be playing golf with you and be adjusting the temperature of his smoker. Where do you stand? Where do you stand? Well, on hundred, you're 100% accurate. Um, I, I think from a competition perspective, if you want a, a purist, you know, the thought process is you're up all night, you're cooking it, you're adding wood, you are the one that's personally... Um, controlling what the temperature is, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. That's a lot harder than going mm-hmm. to play golf and, you know, <laughs> teeing off and five hours later, it's done. Mm-hmm. But I also got to give them credit, and especially through the pandemic, they single-handedly have grown the barbecue business to a whole nother level. I have, uh, like, uh, Academy Sports and Outdoors, uh, Ace Hardware, um, Shields, some of these sporting goods, uh, hardware stores, if you talk to the buyers, they'll say the fastest growing segment of their business, the biggest footprint now, is uh, barbecue. And hmm. it's all Traegers and it's Yetis. And then I get to sneak in with my sauces and rubs and stuff like that. So everyone being forced in their backyards and forced to stay home and cook, the barbecue business in the last year, year and a half has just gone bananas. And all my buddies are buying Traegers mm-hmm. and because it's, you know, it's easier to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but yeah, but from the competition standpoint, like if you're out at the Royal or right. no. you're doing competitions all over, like 
part of it is that battling the heat and, right. and, and making the small adjustments and and uh, showing off your skill, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. 100%. All right. Good. I think it's lessened through time. I think twenty years ago, um, pellet that was a real battle. Yeah. But I think it's lessened through time. They existed twenty years ago. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I assumed like Traeger invented it in twenty eighteen. <laughs> 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 we'll roll with that. Well, yeah. I've seen electric smokers before, which right. are a little different, right? Yeah, there's electric. There's yeah, there's so many different kinds nowadays. But mm-hmm. there's gravity fed. There's you know with also with charcoal, and there's just different things. But no, I I, I tip my hat to them just because I think they're better for everybody in the business. Mm-hmm. And you were telling this this story um, before we got start uh, recording, but you, you do partner with char bar, um, yep. and the guys there, how did that partnership and how did that relationship, uh, form? Because I, I love that, that place. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just to kind of go back, I was working for, I moved here in 1996 to work for TaylorMade golf right out of Penn state. So I did that you know, that was a good gig. I wasn't, wasn't looking to really give that up, but I was yeah, having... Yeah, the, the restaurant industry yeah. versus... Remember the hobby thing clubs. you and I were talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, I had a bunch of success, was having fun with it, and was having the itch, especially after doing the All-Star game in 2012. And so uh, through some pushing and shoving from buddies, just said, hey, we know these guys, you know, James Westfall and Mark Helpy, they're Beer KC, they've got the beer kitchen and McCoy's. And at that point, the foundry was there right. and had something to do with, you know, Port Fonda. And would you go meet him? I'm like, yeah, I'll go meet him. Let's talk, you know? And, and really we hit it off instantly. Um, I, you know, explained immediately that I didn't have any restaurant, you know, knowledge or yeah, I didn't know how to run the show or any of that kind of stuff, which was their specialty, but I could bring, you know, personality, my methods of barbecue, my, spices and rubs and they knew nothing about barbecue so it was kind of a perfect marriage it took us a couple years to find the venue and get open but as you said up until last march the pandemic i would say it was a home grand slam home run i mean just the the venue and everything is really cool you know it's worked out really well yeah i mean it's it's definitely like one of those and uh one of my favorite spots to definitely like take out of towners to yeah and i love doing that uh, because it's a great place to hang out and showcase uh, do you ever feel like you might get pushback from like, I don't know, the, the people who love barbecue and think it should just be meat, meat side and not the like sandwiches with some like smoked yeah. Gouda cheese on like, or like maybe burn-ins don't belong on an eggs Benedict. I think they do. Me too. Cause I yeah. freaking love the burn-ins Benny. Like that's yeah. a top notch brunch item in Kansas City. But do you feel like you've ever gotten pushback about that? or? Well, I was anxious about the whole thing. Because if you're going to open up a barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, you are literally dropping your pants and you're going to yep. walk around and peacock a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you're doing. So mm-hmm. I was anxious about all of it. But also, I think you have to see where you're located here in Westport and kind of take a look at the neighborhood and what the, the wants and desires are of your patrons. And and as, as you know, I mean, there's a lot of – uh, vegetarian dishes on there. I mean, we're mm-hmm. smoking jackfruit. We're doing mm-hmm. some whacked out stuff that I just think is fun. You know, some some people are calling it now craft barbecue by, you know, you'll make steam bow buns and put burn ends in there. Well, that kind of stuff's been going on for a while, but it's just never been real popular in the Kansas City area until 
a little more recently in the last few years to be acceptable that's just not a meet and three, you know, mm-hmm. get yeah. out of here. Which you do have. Well, we do have. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You do have the meet and three. Yeah. And, and so um, you're getting more into the restaurant business. You're opening an actually Meet Mitch restaurant. Is that what it's going to be called? It's going to be called Meet Mitch Barbecue. It's Meet, Mar- Mar- meet yeah. Mitch Barbecue at the, the new Ranch Mart, which Correct. I feel like um, that deal has been in the works for a long time and it's finally coming it has coming been up. yeah I, I was well you're 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 a barbecue guy so you, you have patience i do it's something that's required to be in barbecue that's right so it's just like ranch mart north has been smoking and you've been battling the temperature and it's finally <laughs> reached it's yeah. finally there so i signed that lease like four years ago then we realized that there was um you know some some deals within the organization there where they had to work out some of their own internal stuff, which put me back a year. And then we figured out uh, rather quickly that they were going to almost demolish the whole entire center. So Mm -hmm. we could have built it and opened up for 12 months and then watch it be ripped down. So that wasn't a sound financial decision. So now here we are four years later, really, uh, hoping to open up probably in the late August, early September timeframe. But it enabled me to do some stuff and enabled me to, uh, you know, be really smart and quit my job thinking that we were going to open my real job. Mm-hmm. But uh, it gave me a chance in 2019 then. I was hired to move over to Paris, France and opened up a restaurant over there, uh-huh. American, Kansas City, Burn-Ins, everything right on the Seine. Uh, and then that historical time was, if you remember, when the Notre Dame burned for 17 hours, mm-hmm. I was located right across the street from it. Literally walked out the street, and the ash would cover us. Oh my so gosh. it was just a wild time to be there. Mm-hmm. I remember 3.30 in the morning being in the streets elbow to elbow. As far as you can see, everyone singing um, and crying and looking at the building. And it was just, you know. I had my beer and my buddies. And yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's such a, like, now you're like a real Midwesterner. Yeah. Like, that's what they do. It's like, grab a beer, go watch the storm or watch right, the right. fire or something. Yeah. And my phone just blew up with about 50 texts. Everyone was like, you finally did it. You burnt that thing down. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Mitch, what wrong. I was like, they wanted whole hog. I just wasn't sure how to do that there. <laughs> but is the, <clears throat> the new Meet Mitch restaurant... How is it going to be similar or different from from Charbar in Westport? It'll be a smaller menu. Charbar in Westport is kind of uh, southern fared, you know, a little bit to, sure. to uh, lean southern. Mm-hmm. Um, we will have some fun sandwiches, the meat and threes, all that kind of stuff. It'll be different in the aspect that it's fast casual. So you'll walk up. Um, and I want you to be able to see them cutting the meat and, you know, Mm. doing all that kind of cool stuff. And then you order and you sit down and then we'll bring it to you. Uh, but then there'll be a big bar, big center bar, and then there'll be outside games all around it. When we first rented it, it was a standalone or no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, an end cap, kind of a big part. Now Mm -hmm. it's standalone. They've built a pedestrian walkthrough on, on one side. So it's, we can have patio and games and, and, uh, turf all the way around it. So oh, it'll have awesome. TVs. And I just think that neighborhood we all did was a real A plus. There's a lot of rooftops, there's churches, there's schools, there's corporate and, uh, really that corridor 95th emissions underserved from a restaurant perspective. If mm-hmm. you, if you take a look at 63rd, if you take a look at 83rd, the next one, the 103rd, there's eight, 10 restaurants. Really there's two, there's O'Neill's that's been there forever. Mm-hmm. And Dewey's is a new pizza shop. Yeah. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got a, a big legacy to hold up because 
that's where I used to bowl, Ranch Mart oh, yeah. Bowl, in that bowling yeah. alley on the back there. <laughs> I, I I guess that got demolished it's gone. too. Yeah, um, it's gone. I think it actually closed like twenty years ago. Yeah. Or something like <laughs> everything that. there. They yeah, hadn't touched that building in fifty years. But uh, but fond memories from 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 that area. Right. So so high expectations. I'm I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, yeah. excited. I, I'm excited for that to open up. So uh, I mean, you opened up the restaurant in Paris. Um, I have it written at Rosie's Smokehouse, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, do you think they still use that? Are they still using that kind of that Kansas City brand over yes. there as they're yeah. selling? Well, it, through COVID, it's been closed. Okay. So, but I have, I do keep in touch through WhatsApp with the owner. Okay. And uh, he has, he speaks really broken English. So he mm-hmm. hands it to this other guy who types it all out. <laughs> I know what's going on. He pretends, hi, Mitch, how are you? <laughs> but, uh, um, but they're going to open back up here shortly as the world starts to open. But before I left... He was very particular in having me film everything that I was doing. So with our phones, every recipe I wrote down from scratch how to make the sauce, how to make the rub. Um, it was unique with the products over there because they're still different than here. Mm-hmm. But And trying to find them was amazingly entertaining. And uh, so he does have it all filmed out, all the recipes, everything. I had to do step by step by yeah. step, yeah. knowing that. That whole staff would probably flip at some point in time. I wasn't coming back. You know, yeah. for, and so he was pretty smart when it came to Do that. Do you feel like you brought anything that you learned over there back here? I think at I all, did. Or do you think you picked up things because you had to maybe use a, a different supplier or a different spice 100%, or something like that? Yeah, a hundred percent. I picked up a lot of stuff. More than anything was probably every day working at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. I'd never done that before. You know, I was going from golf course to golf course, or I've never worked in an office in my life. My office has always been in my home. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just being in a restaurant, in a kitchen, going down the stairs to the basement, grabbing stuff, you know, grabbing ingredients and mm-hmm. making stuff on the fly and having ru- a rush and having boredom. And it was just being there. You know, mm-hmm. I'd never done that before. So I think that gave me some confidence and some new perspective um which i really enjoyed and then the head chef well, there was just an absolute character paul patterson i don't know if you saw pictures of him With the long hair oh yeah that guy? yeah okay gotcha. so he's on the bachelor now new zealand over there what so yeah so what happened was we uh he had never been to the united states and we became really fast friends first he's kiwi so he spoke english so mm-hmm. he helped me and he was with like the bars and everything was spectacular. My very first day there, um, I had negotiated with the owners that I would work. Um, well, I would work four days a week and three days off consecutively because mm-hmm. I had never really been to Europe and I wanted to be able to travel. So mm-hmm. those three days, I would, you know, find time to go Germany, Spain, London, all that kind of stuff. First day with Paul. We go, and it's an eight-hour day, right? I go, okay, eight-hour day, whatever. So I got to be there at uh, 11 a.m., right? So I get there at 11 a.m., and he comes walking in looking like he does, right? And I'm mm-hmm. looking like I do. Yeah, Not, like nowhere close. And there's tattoos on every like part of his body. At this point, yeah. Um, so he's like, hey, Mike? And I'm like, Mitch, close enough. Let's go. So he takes <laughs> me back to the kitchen. And, you know, for three hours or whatever, or five, I can't remember what it was, that we worked from like 11 to three, right? So that's four hours. At three o'clock, he like puts his hair back in a ponytail, 
changes his shoes back into his black boots, puts his black jacket on. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, it's three o'clock, mate. Because we're going to walk about. <laughs> and I'm like, what's a walk about? He goes, get your shit. I'm like, okay. So we walk right in Saint Michel. It's right on the Seine. It's in the center of Paris. And mm -hmm. we just walk, I mean, a couple hundred feet to the first bar. And he goes in and it's like cheers. Everyone's like, Paul, Paul. Yeah, yeah. He's like, this is my new mate, Mitch. He's living over here. And everyone's like, oh, you know, shots. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, right on. So we do that from like three to six. And at six, he's like, we got to go back and open back up. So for three to six, every restaurant's closed over there. Mm -hmm. Ours was. And uh, so we go back at six and then work till 10. That's the second part of the mm -hmm. four hour, eight hour shift. Clean up till 11 and go out till about four in the morning. <laughs> so it's like 3.30 in the morning. I'm absolutely shit faced. And I'm like, I'm like, Paul, I go, how often do we do this? He goes, every day, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really going to like it here a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this place is awesome. That's perfect. So I brought, he had never been to the States and I brought him back to, to Kansas City for a week. And then the following week down to Memphis in May, the world championships, which was ended like a Disney movie because we won two different things, got up on stage and he got to meet so many people. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I followed him then that following February back to New Zealand. I'd never been over there and went over for the better part of the whole month of February to compete in meat stock, which is their American Royal. Okay. And if you remember, then March was the pandemic. Yep. He never got back. He hasn't been back yet to Paris. He still has an apartment with all the stuff in there. Oh wow! So now he's in Paris. Now he's in New Zealand, and but he's just eating up all the attention, you know, from barbecue and from all the stuff. And Being on the Bachelor. Bachelor, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now he's, a, like, he's like he's yeah, like screenshotting his find Instagram to, stuff. Yeah. Sending things <laughs> oh, like, look imagine. at me, dude. I'm yeah. like, oh god. How did that connection first start with with the restaurant in Paris? How did you? How did they find you? Was it just, hey, Google? It was a crazy deal. It was someone that was working at Char Bar said it was, sent me this Craigslist ad, right? And said, hey, would you vouch for me or whatever for a Craigslist ad? I'm like, sure, whatever. And then like two weeks go by, three weeks. I'm like, did you ever hear back? And, and he's like, no, I never heard back. I'm like, would you mind if I just did it? Because yeah. I'm waiting on this restaurant. I got nothing really going on to mm -hmm. keep me around besides my family, obviously. But from, <laughs> sorry know, about yeah. that. I'm just sorry, kidding. Family. He loves you very um, much. Yeah. So um, I did. I, I sent uh, I sent an email to the address with a kind of a, I have kind of a brand video that's on my website that, and the next day got an email back. And I think it was maybe nine days later, I was living in Paris. Wow. That's incredible. That's a quick I, turnaround. It was crazy. Yeah. And it was sight unseen. I was rolling in dark. You know, I didn't know what the restaurant was going to look like. I'd never met these people. I just yeah. figured if it's bad, I'm out of there in a day. Yeah. You know, I'll have to get on a plane and get out of there. Was there any interesting, like, hybrid dishes that, that you were tasked with coming up with that's like part French cuisine and part well, barbecue? Well, yeah. Yeah. They, he, it was hard for them to go straight. Just because there, there were so many expats over there that were just stoked. Like they'd walk in and there'd be a Budweiser and a rack of ribs and they're like high-fiving me. And they're yeah. like, dude, we've been living over here dying. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. this is awesome. But then there was also the locals who wanted chicken a certain way and they mm -hmm. expected it and stuff like that. So we did do a little bit of a hybrid for sure. But I tried to do be pretty true and introduce stuff, you know, that was pretty true to Kansas City and, mm -hmm. and standard, you know, 
American barbecue. There you go. And, and when you, when you think about standard American barbecue, obviously you put that, those thoughts into your sauces and into your rubs. How many different iterations of, of sauce have you gone through and how many different like recipes have you gone through to, to land on the rub that now has your name on it and now yeah. that you sell everywhere? Uh, forever. I mean, yeah. Constantly being generally tinkered. it's probably eight months from start to finish to be able to like, if I, this was probably, this was my first, the womp sauce, meat Mitch womp sauce, very true to Kansas city. Uh, very sweet with some heat in the back, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit of smoky, but it's a thicker sauce. It, you, it, you know, it's a beautiful glaze when you look at it from a competition standpoint, judges are always eating with their eyes first. So you really want a glossy, beautiful finish that has sweet and heat. Um, but that was probably eight months you know, doing that one and then just some iterations. This one doesn't have any heat in it. And it just, the lines kind of progress through the years, but it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And when I always get confused a little bit, so educate me a little bit more here. The, like when you say it's very Kansas city sauce, um, what does that mean compared to like, I guess, uh, like a so Carolina not, or Memphis or, or Texas, they don't even use sauce. So, well, it's, it's a sweet, thicker sauce. Okay. Um, but if, when you get to the Carolinas and stuff, it's, there'll be much more vinegary, okay. thinner type That's sauce. That's what I thought, yeah. Um, in Memphis, especially where I'll be in two, two, three weeks for the world championships, a lot of that's dry rub. Okay. Um, in Texas, they don't really like sauce very much at all. It's For me, it almost seems more like an au jus, and it'll be served on the side, and mm-hmm. they'll make fun of sauce. So, you know, there's regional battles and for all sure. that kind of stuff. But Kansas City definitely is a saucy town. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I've always known that about Kansas City, how, how it's all about the sauce. And, and there are other regions of barbecue who, who view the sauce as, as like covering up um, maybe poorly smoked meats. But in, in my mind, it's like all it does is, is just enhance the sure. flavor of the smoked meat. And a good sauce en- enhances that flavor. And so yeah. I've, I've always defended the sauce because of that because <laughs> it's something something i love on my on my barbecue. yeah and that's the beauty of barbecue it, i mean everybody loves it it's fun and you make it how you want it i mean you might not yeah. like it how i want it but mm-hmm. yeah. no no no. But it's only can't. good in kansas city <laughs> and everywhere yeah. else is doing trash it barbecue trash. Doing it yes. yeah um you've been around a lot of barbecue what's the what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen like smoked or or, or barbecue mm-hmm. and i'm like jackfruit's very yeah very unique have you seen like an i, I don't know like an alligator on oh, yeah. a smoker or like uh, yeah it's in my book oh you got an alligator <laughs> recipe you gotta check it out i do oh my gosh my buddy the barbecue uh ninja craig verhodge he's on the ubons team i met them originally down in memphis in may and uh he does whole barbecue all the time when we get open at 95th emission i'll have him come out uh, just because it's kind of a spectacle to see. Mm-hmm. A gator. Yeah. But he's doing, you can kind of see those two pages. He's doing He's doing a whole gator, which yeah. is, is something cool. I see at... Um... Let me, okay, let me uh, put this up close to the mic so you guys can see it on the back. <laughs> I, um, have you ever smoked like an octopus or anything? I have any not. seafood of any kind? Uh, there's tons of seafood in there. And mm-hmm. that was, I put... Um, Paul in charge two years ago at the Memphis May in the seafood category that we won. And he did uh, like shrimp and clams and some yeah. lobster Ooh. and just we in a Jack Daniel sauce and smoked mm-hmm. it and just did it on like on a potato bun roll, like a lobster type roll. And yeah. Tons of seafood. You know what you need is like a really high production YouTube channel because I see like 
what's his name at Franklin Barbecue now? Aaron Franklin. Yeah. yeah, he's got the YouTube channel and like did the master class and everything. Right. And oh, yeah, production quality is super high. So like, <laughs> I feel like you need to hire someone really good at that to do a YouTube channel. And I you agree. Can walk everyone through this stuff. Is that mm-hmm. you? Can you? No, 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 no. no, no. Be um, I am pretty good with my phone. I do all of our social media, and uh, I know how to use iMovie. So that is good. I've got that skill going that, for me, and I'm cheap. I'm very cheap. I'm very cheap uh, to hire. So, but uh, I, ha- I have heard that, and I know that there's some that are very successful, and I'm sure it's a, a pretty good outlet. They have so. like millions of yeah. of subscribers, and and um, yeah, I'm sure it's very lucrative. For One them. of the things I was talking about earlier that's kind of unique to the pandemic and for me is uh, my participation here the last probably five, six months in doing virtual barbecue events. Okay. Just people are looking for so many things to do. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, for instance, I've done a ton of American Century stuff. I mean, people, salesforce.com I'm now working with, they have a national sales meeting where it's virtual, right? And they need fillers. You know, they yeah. just can't have everyone talk business the whole time. So mm-hmm. I really had an opportunity to have some fun, teach what we do, uh, whether it be ribs or brisket, exactly what we do, the process in a competition. And then they, they'll send them ribs from my website or brisket from our website, website or, or the mm-hmm. sauces or rubs. So it's really given me an opportunity to get my brand out there and to learn a lot more about barbecue too, because that opens up to a Q&A. And especially with the pandemic, everyone being in the backyard cooking with questions, mm-hmm. they just start flying in. You know, it's a Hollywood Squares thing with 50 people. Hey, what, what are this? What, what's <laughs> yeah. the stall? What, what 170? Yeah. What happens? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just tons. And, you know, every time someone's going to answer or ask something that I don't know the answer to, but then I'll have it ready for the next time. So yeah. that, it's been it's been a unique, cool experience that I never thought would happen but just being able to kind of pivot while char bar was down you know mm-hmm. we were closed for half the year um just being able to you know keep learning about barbecue and finding new niches and stuff like that yeah i feel like barbecue i'm surprised it has worked well because a lot of times some of your cooks are probably 12 hours or something oh yeah so you can't do a virtual 12 hour cook no no i do <laughs> that like my- sitting there all right so this is the time when uh we just kind of hang out and yeah. open some beers. I and, do uh, the magic thing where it gets to the point where you wrap it, and then I put it here, and I the finished one. I there open it is. Voila. Yeah. 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 Show, show man. Yeah. Um, so what, what uh, like as you're maybe in charge, and it, it could be at a competition or, or in your backyard, and you know, you're overseeing the grill and, and things are starting to come off. What's a good way for me to be the guy to to just like test food? Like, how do I stay? I don't really want to help you or do anything like too much. I'll get you a beer, but what are the best ways to be able to hang around and just try the food right off the grill? I, Is that annoying? No, but I did. I had a neighbor that moved in right next door mm-hmm. to me, and we were kind of a little bit of acquaintances. It was the high, yeah. And then I think he was there probably two years where finally he literally climbed over the fence in the backyard (laughs) and said, I can't handle it anymore. (laughs) And there was like four of my buddies who were cooking stuff to take out to a Royals game because we did a lot of the stuff. And then next thing I know, he's at the Royals game. Next thing I know, he's in Memphis (laughs) and May with us. Next thing I know, he's like all over the world with us. Yeah. So yeah, moving in next door to me is good. But otherwise, uh, just, you know, maybe slowly drive by. You'll see billowing smoke coming from the back Mm -hmm. of my house. House. Yeah, yeah, it's a good move. And you're you're from Pennsylvania. You've been here for for since '96. You said, but like your team uh, of of guys that you just said kind of travel the world and do all these competitions. 
where did that team form from? Is it like buddies from growing up here. or people you met in KC? People, people I met in Kansas City. So if I moved here in 96, what I live here four or five years, my first competition was in 2000. So just the few guys I could sucker into being on my team in that short amount of time that I got to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Team so, stayed the same? Yeah. Members have come and gone for sure, but the core is still there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's uh, awesome. So um, people who want to... Um, oh, well, you can't wrap up the interview yet because we haven't talked about Sweet Baby Ray. Oh, yeah, that's right. I haven't. All right. So you put out your wings on Instagram uh-huh. and they looked really good. And so I was like zooming in on them like, oh, man, look at these. And then I read the caption. Yeah. And you said you put them in Sweet Baby Ray's wing sauce. How dare you? That's my question. It is good. I know their wing sauce is good. I But it's Sweet Baby Ray. I that's know. just... Ugh. I mean, we were just talking how it, it's so painful to see it uh, behind the uh, catcher at, at the K, but uh, you got to make a wing sauce. Um, it's That's coming. the only solution. You have to make a wing sauce. It's coming. I'm okay. with you. So is it the sweet no baby raisin? It's no not other. the barbecue sauce. It's like the hot wing sauce? It's a buffalo mm-hmm. wing sauce. Oh, okay. That's sauce. a little more forgivable. I thought that would be forgivable. That is well, more forgivable. More forgivable. Since yes. I don't I currently make one, so I've I got to use somebody's. Yeah, and no, I, I don't know of like And a since local... they do have a relationship with the Royals, you know, maybe. I don't know. Well, they I'm, shouldn't. I'm, I'm pulling, you? I'm pulling, yeah. <laughs> You're pulling at straws. Yeah, you're grasping. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, I mean, the, the wings did look delicious. So I'm excited to hear that you got a wing sauce. Uh, but the, the book, when's it coming out and, uh, where can people get the book right now? You can get it on Amazon, uh, from a pre-sale perspective. It was supposed to ship like May 11th, but apparently everything coming from overseas is, is really backed up so they told me that most recently june 18th which i think is right before father's day mm. so oh, perfect timing father's yeah, day gift. yeah i know don't miss that but yeah everything on a boat apparently is delayed at least a month uh, the suez canal we can blame yeah. that too yeah. <laughs> that's uh, true i actually i do have one more question like how do you um I, like we've talked about smoking and um barbecue it's definitely an art form and and there are objectively better barbecue, better barbecue than not. Like, how do you um, make sure, or how do you get consistent at a at a restaurant, right? Like somewhere like Char Bar, where there's I don't know two hundred yeah. people there on a Friday night at least. Um, how how do you like um, teach the kitchen staff like your methods and your artistry to so that it is consistent? It's, it, it's hard, and mm-hmm. it's a, definitely a process, and especially while. Charbar was closed from Christmas up until, you know, a month ago. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely something that we worked on nonstop. And it's just trying to figure out, first of all, the smokers are huge, mm-hmm. you know, that we're using. So that's going to affect the time, how much you have in there too. You know, if the, it's packed, packed with a hundred slabs of ribs, or if you have just a few things, all those variables change. So really it's just trying to be consistent, understand um, like you said, if it's a weekend, knowing how much we're going to go through, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday type thing, and really just dialing it in and, and trying to figure out. And it's, it's not easy, and it's way different than knowing I'm cooking 18 ribs at Memphis May for a competition, and I'm going to do it in five and a half yeah. hours or whatever. Do you need a secret shopper to go in and, sure. and monitor? <laughs> yeah. Do you ever go in and be and like kind of put a hat on and, I go and in like all try the time a rib and, and be like, 
you know, a little secret shopper, like, ooh, this is overcooked, or wrapped, kept it in foil too long. Like they love when I do that, too. I'll take me. pictures if I don't like it, and I'll send, they just love when I do that. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I yeah. try to be cool about it. So Char Bar's open. Everything's open at Char Bar and, and meat, yeah, Mitch, we're, we're back barbecue, and running. Yep. hopefully at the uh, end of the summer. Yeah. End of end of August, early September, which I think should be a pretty good time to open up. Football. The weather will be good. Yeah. Football, hopefully everyone's had two shots mm-hmm. or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, we're rolling. So yeah. awesome. Feels like they're trying to lift the uh, masks, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, from yeah. at least from outside. City, yeah. So mm-hmm. oh yeah. So Charbar, the Char-Bar whole outside good. Yeah. place is gonna be awesome oh, nice. for this summer. Um yeah, well, thanks so much, Mitch, for joining us. We learned a lot about barbecue. Uh, so we appreciate your time today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate you having me and yeah. busting my balls over, uh, <laughs> no, wing sauce. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks to uh, Mitch for joining us. A lot of fun. Uh, his book, just recipe after recipe, delicious looking mm-hmm. uh, food porn in there too. Yeah. Uh, which is phenomenal. It comes out like the day before Father's Day or the week before Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, right there. Perfectly so, timed it. Boom, Father's Day gift, you're welcome, taken care of right there. Um, and then also, Mitch has given us a $100 gift card giveaway. to give away. <laughs> so check out the Instagram at State Your Line. We're doing a giveaway, $100 to meetmitch.com. So might want to take a peep over at the social media while you're listening to this. Mm. All right. Uh, thanks again, Mitch, uh, for joining us. He gave us some barbecue sauce, too. Yeah, that's right. And some, and rubs. some rubs. Love it. What a nice guy. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we've got our Kansas Cityan of the week. I'm going with the um, the three NICU nurses uh, from North Kansas City Hospital. Okay. This sounds like a good so, positive story. This is a good po- positive story. So three nurses from North Kansas City Hospital were on a flight. Uh, to Hawaii, uh, and Lonnie Bamfield, one of the the nurses, um, overhears the you know, are there any doctors on the plane? They okay. get that call, yeah, and there is a doctor on the plane, and then her and her two nursing friends okay. from Kansas City, so they're like, okay, yeah, sure, we're here. What's up? And this lady's like, I'm having a baby, and they're like, wait, what? And she's like, yeah, and they're like, well, wh- what's been going on? Like, what have you been seeing your doctor about all this? She goes. I didn't know I was pregnant. Oh, boy. But here comes this, I think I'm having a baby. Oh, She's boy. She's 29 weeks pregnant. She didn't know she was pregnant. Oh, and my. And here's coming the baby, you know, a mile high in the air. So doctor puts his gloves on, you know, delivers the baby successfully, said he relied on, like, his um, survival or, like, outdoor training of delivering babies mm-hmm. for this. So tied the umbilical cord with a shoestring. Um, and then what else been, I don't know how you deliver a baby midair. Uh, at one point they, well, babies, yeah, well, well, at one point, Flying. um, they had to put an Apple watch on the baby to monitor heart rate. Oh my so that's gosh. How they're monitoring the baby's heart rate. Um, that's and, insane. Um, uh, yeah. So insane. But, uh, the three, I mean, what are the odds that you have, you know, um, intensive or what is it? What's the N stand for? Uh, neonatal neonatal or or um, yeah ne- yeah yeah you have those nurses on your flight as you don't even know you're pregnant and then deliver a baby Nick, 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 you. i think so intensive care neo or neonatal or maybe just natal intensive care unit um yeah that's insane that's an yeah. awesome story i had not heard that yet uh i don't know how you get to that point 
You don't 29 know weeks pregnant and you at don't 29 know. weeks. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. Uh, but even if she did know, she'd probably get to go ahead to travel. At neonatal. Weeks. Yeah. Neonatal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, new natal. Yeah. Neonatal. Not, what'd I say? Is that, did I say that? I think you said neonatal. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, she would have had to go ahead to travel at that time. So wild, wild. Stuff. Yes. So shout out to those Kansas City nurses. Cool. All right. My uh, Kansas City of the week is, dude, I am only, I, maybe I'm not even exaggerating. I don't think I'm exaggerating. Okay. The Chick-fil-A on State Line Tell me and about 85th it. Street might be the most well-run, efficient business in the country. Yeah. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's remarkable how fast they get cars through there, how friendly they are, how accurate they are, how efficient they are. Um, the 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 systems in place are incredible. And if if you run any business, and if you can do it as well as the the uh, Chick Fil A on eight, I'm not kidding, Kevin. <laughs> if you can run a business as well as the Chick Fil A on 85th and State Line, you're gonna make so much money because. That's that why business, they do make so much money. I know. That business is it's incredible. Like so I went there kind of not thinking, but I was on my way home and it, it's perfectly on my way home. It was like 1:30 on Saturday mm-hmm. of Mother's Day weekend. So Trader Joe's parking lot completely full. Target parking lot completely full. Uh that Chick-fil-A, you know, too deep all the way to the end. I was through it in no time. Mm-hmm. The cars never you never stop moving. The People just running back and forth and people taking orders basically on Ward Parkway and like, you know, because they got the people all the way out there Mm -hmm. and they knew exactly who I was when I came up like 30 minutes later. So um, it's incredible. It's remarkable. My Kansas City of the week is the employees of Chick-fil-A on State Line and it's unbelievable. I just I'm I'm in I'm in awe. I'm in awe. Well, that's nice. Good for you, because that's going to lead me into my personal pine tar here. Uh Oh, yeah. Okay. McDonald's yeah. sucks. <laughs> this is the complete opposite. Dude, Wendy's is worse. Uh, let me tell you what my dumb butt did this weekend. <laughs> okay. uh, basically went to McDonald's, ordered on the app, thinking I'm smart. Also, there's nothing that makes you feel fatter than downloading the McDonald's sure, app. Sure, of course. You can just like, hear your cholesterol increasing mm-hmm. at that yep. point. But I was like, all right, I'm treating myself. I've been craving some McDonald's lately. Mm-hmm. Boom, going to get some. Um Sat in the uh, mobile to go spot. It said, "All right, when you get here, type yeah. what number you are." Uh-huh. Oh, you're familiar with the process. No, no, no. But oh, I've okay. seen the signs. You can tell me. It's I've okay. never. It's no. a safe place. No, I've never I've downloaded it. it. Okay. I've never downloaded so it. So you'd say, "Okay, I'm in spot four. I was like, "All right, cool." Cars are going through the drive-through. I'm like, "All right, ten minutes go by. Okay, maybe they're like slow. It's like, you know, there, there's like a decent line, and but it's moving. So then eventually the line's gone. It's been 25 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. I go in. I jump in line. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Like, I ordered food and I've been waiting for like 30 minutes. And they're like, oh, our system's down. We're not serving any food. Would have loved to know that. Mm. Would have loved to have known that. Emmanuel Cleaver, 1200 Mm. Emmanuel Cleaver. Mm. Yes, Mm. I know. So sorry. It it was bad. Mm. Did you write a review? Yeah, Yeah, I sure did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, that is. yeah, you would, McDonald's usually does have is pretty reliable. Yeah, um, it's old reliable, mm-hmm. but was not. That's unfortunate. Was not on Saturday night. Sorry about your luck. Yeah. Um. All right. Um. That sucks. It does suck. That's all I got. For Big you. time. And the other night, didn't like two weeks ago, he tried to order about forty chicken nuggets. Yeah, 
didn't go through. Uber driver or Uber Eats? Yeah, they didn't pick it up. That's why I've been like craving McDonald's because yeah. I just, not so much that I was craving it, but I'd been denied it so many times recently. Yeah. So, and then denied again. It's the best feeling ever on a on a road trip when everyone's hungry and the only option is McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I guess we have to do it. Yep. And and you're on vacation, so you can just spend like $12. It's, oh, it's beautiful. The best. You can go off dollar menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, what do you got? Personal pine tar this Oh, week? my PPT. I yeah. got a new phone. Oh, wow. That sucks. That sucks, dude. That sucks. You get a new... Look at this. We got 4K coming That's through right. now. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I should have the podcast reimburse me for it. <laughs> the process <laughs> of re-downloading, re-logging in, all the apps, Passwords. Setting, thing up, setting, setting things up, getting your password, especially like your work apps, like my work outlook mm-hmm. that has like all these security functions. Yeah. It's the worst. It sucks. I have an iPhone 8 still for that reason. It's re-logging re- into all the apps. Like the cloud helps take care of re-downloading all of that, but re-logging back in, setting it back up, especially like the social ones where mm-hmm. I'm like, is all of is everything connected to Facebook? Because it's like you can connect Snapchat to Facebook. You can connect TimeHop to Facebook. Yeah. You can connect Instagram. And uh, all, I'm like, is it connected to Snap Facebook? So do I log in through Facebook or did I create it on its own? Spotify, did I log in through Facebook or did I create a login on its own? I'm pretty sure my Snapchat has my K-State email on it. Good luck recovering that. Yeah. You're ne- your if I ever log out, gone. I'm screwed. Yeah. So That's it's so the many worst. followers on there too. It's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. It, it does suck to get a brand new iPhone. That's the worst. It's absolutely terrible. Especially when like you don't even pay for it and work does. That sucks. <laughs> sucks, man. I feel you, dude. All right. Let's move into a little mixed plate. It's graduation season. Graduation I'm, season. I was golfing the other day. Time to graduate, folks. I was at Overland Get into Park the golf real world. Course. Overland Park Golf Course, and there was uh, people setting up uh, graduation parties in the backyard, and it just made me made me happy. Nostalgia. Uh, but uh, so we're thinking graduation season. We want to give some advice for some college grads moving to Kansas City. Yes. So maybe you've been in Columbia or Manhattan, Lawrence, Iowa City, Ames. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe San Francisco. Maybe. Yeah. And you're moving to Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got some advice for new grads moving to KC. So we got Correct. episode 106 here, I believe. Sheesh. Uh, so that is me. I'm up. So this one, I'm going to go uh, my meet number one. Let's see. My don't live close to where you work. Hmm. Like, oh, okay. Like, don't make that your number one priority. Okay. Like, oh, my office is here. I need to sign a lease close to there. You're talking about certain people who live up north. Well, that and just like, I mean, you could change jobs. Like, mm-hmm. you you might have an office. There's a ton, a ton of engineering firms that are, you know, around that 435 loop, even mm-hmm. way out west. Or like, so don't don't make that. Like, no matter where you are, if you can be like kind of centrally located, like downtown, uh, just north of the river, Westport, mm-hmm. kind of close to that core, you're never going to have that bad of a commute. It's Correct. really never, like you can go to Independence, you can go up north, uh, west, uh, and it's never going to be that bad. So live, don't worry about where you work. Live close to the core. It's a good, it's good advice. Yes. Because most, I mean, this is all going to be good advice because we're so yes, wise exactly. and, and so, such full of wisdom and um we have we have the right perspective, right? Like right. we have the right priorities. Oh yeah. That. So that's um, my my meet number one. Um, 
Make make friends with bartenders and doormen at bars. Mm, yeah, um, okay. I um, was friends with a, a bar a doorman at Kelly's. How much money do you think I saved in the first like six years in KC? Probably ten bucks a week. At, uh, ne- call never mind. No, never mind. I take it back. Colleen, Mitch I is always listening. Mitch is pissed. I always paid cover, but. Um, Make friends with the doorman, maybe, and so you can maybe skip some lines. You can uh, just give a fist bump as you walk in. It feels great. Make friends with bartenders. How do you do this? Go at off times. Um, Mm -hmm. So, like, go uh, when it's not busy. Sit at the bar. Chat with them. Tip well. Tip extra. Um, Make sure they remember you. Um, Offer your phone to uh, be plugged in the aux cord when the band stops playing. I used to do that at Kelly's. It was a classic move. Yeah. I did it at the peanut a few times as well. So um, tip extra, chat with bartenders, go in on off times. It helps if you leave your credit card at the bar too, because then you have to go in the next morning and chat a little bit, introduce yourself, say your name. Then they recognize your credit card and they recognize your name. Then boom, you start getting uh, called on when it's five people deep at a bar and you need yep. a drink. So it's because they know you make friends with bartenders and doormen. I like that. Um, all right. Also, I'm going to pick another location because I, I, this is definitely different. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say live within walking distance to a bar. I agree. Like um, if you can, and it doesn't have to be like a, a, you know, you don't have to live like right in Westport or, or a bar district, mm-hmm. but at least live within walking distance to a bar. Uh, and that way, you know, you've always got a place to walk to, to eat or to drink, uh, and just getting out on foot makes everything more fun. Couldn't and agree you're more. you're probably going to be in a good location if you can walk to a bar. Yep. Um, all right. My side number or my meet number two, um, I'm going to say, again, this is like developing relationships with people. Um, find a good place to get your haircut early on. Ooh. Like I, when I moved to KC, I used to get my haircut at like Sam's cuts or yeah whatever great clips and fantastic then, sam's fantastic sam's yeah lady jane's lady jane's <laughs> some epically bad haircuts yeah. uh-huh. um and uh and then i found someone who i get my haircut with every five weeks and i very much enjoy that relationship mm-hmm. and i don't i don't dread going to get my haircut i don't uh dread the awkward conversations because now i've been going to the same same girl for seven years or something we have a good time. We know yeah. each other, and it's an enjoyable experience, and I wish I had started that earlier. Love that. Um, all right. I'm going to go with uh, take take day trips in your own city. So, like, no matter what part of the city you live in, maybe just set aside a day. Like, I'm going to have a Shawnee day mm. and, like, try new things there, or, like, the, the Lenexa City Center even, or, like, I'm going to go uh, out to Raytown uh, for, uh, what's their brewery? Crane. Crane. Uh, whatever it may be, or like, um, there's a ton of breweries just north of the river mm-hmm. if you don't live there. So, fun, and then I did because I was inspired by going to the West Bottom. So, just find a new neighborhood Inspire. and say, I'm going to spend like five or six hours here just exploring this neighborhood and get to know other pockets of the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. My side number one, um, I'm going to say this is my advice take it or leave it. I'm sticking with it. Live in a house over an apartment. Mm. Houses are just more fun. And you have a yard. And if you're like 22, 23, you want to have a good yard. You want to be able to have beer Olympics or or when the weather's nice, a bar like cooking out. And, yeah, it's uh, fun. And, and 
playing uh, beer die in your front yard or whatever it is, having a yard when you're like in your early 20s and a nice yeah, crisp this spring is, this day. This is advice to the graduates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's great. So, um, yeah, I mean, advice number one, move out of your parents' house as soon as possible. But two, <laughs> live in, in, in a house over an apartment. A house with roommates because trust me. A house me, with roommates. Roommates will be gone very soon. People start, like, the really the only time, unless you're me, but, and I had like five roommates when I was 28, but mm -hmm. I don't think that's very common. Uh, but if you're like 22 and you have three or four roommates in a big house, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be cool. And you're like, you're out of college, you're growing up, like you can ha you don't have like, you're not living at Brosemary or Dirty Mike's. Exactly. Like, you can afford a little nicer mm -hmm. spot. So mm -hmm. I, I think it's worth it. Um, all right. Um, let's see. My meet number two here. Um, Man, I'm going to say um, join a sports league. Yep. Join I a sports that. league. So uh, really, I mean, if you don't know people, KC Crew. Mm -hmm. Kickball. Play some kickball. Uh, I mean, they have a ton of, of different ones. They're building that new bar in partnership. Uh, oh, yeah. Down on the river market. Join a volleyball league. Join a sports league. It's something fun to do during the week. It's a good time. Uh, and you might end up on the an elite softball team like Jordan, Kansas City. Sure. Kansas City's favorite softball team. Mm -hmm. uh, but great idea right out of school. Yeah, softball is the best. I love yeah. playing softball. I miss it. RIP. And you, Cubs. yeah. It, it, and trust me, there are leagues around Kansas City that will fit your skill level. Agreed. Mm -hmm. All right. Side number two uh, for me, also sports. Go ahead. Just get Chief season tickets. I had that on my list, Just too. Just do it. Like, listen, folks. You can go to work hungover. Like, it's going to be fine. You'll be you, you'll, okay. You'll be okay. They play a the lot company, of noon games. The company you work at is not going to go out of business if you show up Monday morning a little hungover because you have chief, chief season tickets. Having a regular appointment to, like, do something, like, every other Sunday or whatever it is in the fall, or rural season tickets. We got, when we first lived, uh, moved out, we got um, rural season tickets only to Sunday games. It's like Chiefs. It was a great. It was yeah. like ten Sunday games over the over the course of a summer. That's nice. And it was great. And uh, and then we had Chiefs season tickets, so we always had a Sunday fun day. And uh, it's gonna be okay. Work work is gonna your company is gonna survive. You're gonna be fine. That's a general rule of thumb in general. Like it's okay to go to work hungover. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, that that's a good one. Um, what else did you have on your list? I had. Um, uh, learn how to parallel park. Yeah. Because I didn't know how to do that. I had drive to the airport. Yeah. Go um, ahead and park at the airport. Mm -hmm. It's all right. You're probably going to save money over Ubering. Yeah. Um, I I had to get the name and uh, phone number of a cab driver, but then I forgot that Uber, Uber exists. Uh, but I that had, was key. Like if you're not from Kansas City, don't mix up Kansas and Missouri. Y'all, good one. Yeah. If you want to stay cool, don't call it Ward. Don't call it Ward or it's Ward State. Parkway. Yeah. People, I've heard people call it State. Oh, really? State I was driving line. on State? State Line Road. They're called well, State. that's State Avenue, and then things can get that really can get confusing. real tricky. Um, yeah, I mean, that was that was it. I mean, a uh, lot of... Yeah, I had season tickets. Eat local. Oh, I make regular appointments with friends. So, like, so like every Friday, do a happy hour and just say, if you can make it, great. And just have a standing appointment because you're going to lose those friendships. Like, people are going to start getting married and start having kids. And again, back to the working hungover thing, you can do that when you're 20. You can't do that when you're 32. Like, yeah, it's not it's as good the of worst. a look. Uh, and it's 
I can't, my hangovers <laughs> can't do it. Uh, so like you're going to lose those friendships that you have. People are going to get married. They're going to get older. They're going to move away. They're going to have kids. So just like have standing appointments, have regular things. Maybe it's import night at Hooper's every Wednesday. If you can make it great. If not, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Um, I realized like 90% of our stuff was around boozing. Mm-hmm. Yep. No mm-hmm. doubt about it. Well, it's no. your 20s, man. Have it's your fun. Early 20s. Have fun. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. All right. That'll do it for us this week. Again, remember, check out the Instagram page. Doing a giveaway with Meet Mitch. Uh, $100 gift card. No big deal. Thanks to Mitch um, for joining us this week and for the giveaway as well. We appreciate that. Uh, follow us on social media at State Your Line. We'll see you around, Kansas City.